to support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. Hey everyone, here's a great way to support this website and make money for yourself. This is Robinhood, the app that makes investing easier and offers more ways to make your money work harder. Their goal, investing in financial markets more affordable, more intuitive, and more fun, no matter how much experience you have or don't have. Keep a broker in your back pocket. Everything you need to manage your assets and all available in a single app. Set up customized news and notifications to stay on top of your assets as casually or as relentlessly as you like. Controlling the flow of info is up to you. Have access to stocks, funds, options, cash management, and cryptocurrency. Make unlimited commission-free trades in stocks, funds, and options with Robinhood Financial. The same goes for buying and selling cryptocurrencies with Robinhood Crypto and zero commission fees. Also introducing cash management. Invest, spend, and earn all through your brokerage account. Secure a spot on the waitlist and reserve your card. Here's what I want you to do. Go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate and when you click on the referral banner and securely sign up either using your Android, Apple device, or desktop, you get a share of stock value between $3 and $150 after funding your account. That's all you got to do. You get a free stock. I get a free stock. We all win. Trading terms and conditions still apply. See Robinhood.com for more information. Once again, go to PositiveSarcasm.com slash donate, click on the Robinhood referral banner, and claim your free stock. Robinhood, it's time to do money. Okay, first thing, you two. Take the body, stick it in the trunk. Now, Jimmy, this looks to be a pretty domesticated house. That would lead me to believe that in the garage you're under the sink, you got a bunch of cleaners and cleansers and shit like that? Yeah, yeah, Mr. Wolf, under the sink. Good. I need you two folks to do is take those cleaning products and clean the inside of the car. I'm talking fast, fast, fast. You need to go in the back seat, scoop up all those little pieces of brain and skull. Get it out of there. Wipe down the upholstery. Now, when it comes to upholstery, you don't need to be spick and span. You don't need to eat off it. Just give it a good once over. What you need to take care of are the really messy parts. The pools of blood that I've collected, you got to soak that shit up. Now, Jimmy, we need to raid your linen closet. I need blankets, I need comforters, I need quilts, I need bedspreads. The thicker the better, the darker the better. No whites. Can't use them. We need to camouflage the interior of the car. We're going to line the front seat and the back seat and the floorboards with quilts and blankets. So if a cop stops us and starts sticking his big snout in the car, the subterfuge won't last. But at a glance, the car will appear to be normal. Jimmy, lead the way. Boys, get to work. Please would be nice. Come again? I said a please would be nice. Get it straight, Buster. I'm not here to say please. I'm here to tell you what to do. And if self-preservation is an instinct you possess, you better fucking do it and do it quick. I'm here to help. If my help's not appreciated, lots of luck, gentlemen. No, 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 Mr. Wolf. It ain't like that. Your help is definitely appreciated. Mr. Wolf, listen. I don't mean disrespect, okay? I respect you. I just don't like people barking orders at me. That's all. If I'm curt with you, it's because time is a factor. I think fast, I talk fast. And I need you guys to act fast if you want to get out of this. So, pretty please, with sugar on top, clean the fucking car. Jay here, PopsandSarcasm.com, recorded here at the Spare Parts Studio. Happy Sunday, everybody. Hope you're all doing well um, under the current times that we're in. Anyways, you can find me on Instagram at positive underscore sarcasm. You can find me on Facebook.com slash POS sarcasm. 
You can find me. Uh, you can still find me on TikTok. You can find me on TikTok at Positive Sarcasm. Uh, you want to go to my website, PositiveSarcasm.com. Shout out to all the people requesting posing music at this time as bodybuilding shows are starting to get underway. If you have po uh, posing music requests, anything at all, you need something cut, you need something new, you need something custom, whatever it is, questions, concerns, comments, just go to PositiveSarcasm.com. You can contact me directly through the website, and you can check out some of my custom samples that are out there as well. And they're also available for download. Or if you want something, just contact me. PositiveSarcasmOutlook.com. You can contact me through there. You can support the website any way, shape, or form. Music, movie reviews. Actually, I just saw the new uh, trailer for the new Batman that's coming out uh, whenever that happens to be. It actually, okay. All right. You got my attention. You got my attention, Mr. Robert Patterson. Patterson. Pattinson. Whatever the fuck your name is. Also saw the Snyder Cut of... The Snyder Cut for the new, for the, tra well, the trailer, excuse me, for the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Uh, if you've been following this podcast for a couple of years, which you probably haven't, uh, you remember my original review of Justice League? I'm pretty sure I gave it a two out of five, if not a one out of five. The I rated it the worst movie I've seen that year. The worst. I mean, it was so bad. Well, if, for those of you who don't know, Here's a, here's a basic timeline. I'll try to keep it short because I want to get to this other article, if we ever do. I got 52 articles that I had for last week's podcast, but we never got to it because we were talking about other shit. But anyways, here's here's what we're going to focus on right now. What happened was Zack Snyder, the creator of uh, – he did 300 and a couple of the movies. He, dis he, was, he was brought on to do Justice League. Justice League was Batman, Cyborg, Flash, Wonder Woman – all smashed together into one big movie. It was their Avengers, basically. It was the DC version of Avengers. They're all going to come together, fight some random baddie, and boom, that was going to be the Snyder, you know, here we go. And after the failure that was Superman versus Batman, they, well, that wasn't looking too promising for Justice League. So Zack Snyder was working on that, and then something tragic happened in his family. So he was in the he was in post production. He finished all the directorial stuff, all the filming for Justice League, and something tragic happened in his family. He had to step away. Now he he basically, for whatever reason, decided to have Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon, if you don't know, was the D, he created the series Firefly, and he was also the director to the Avengers. Okay. What happened was he had Joss Whedon take over the final cut of putting basically one of the hardest parts of creating a movie, taking all the production pieces, all the raw video, and push and, and cutting it together to create Justice League. And what, for some reason, what the Avengers, first of all, the Avengers is one of the coolest movies I ever saw in theaters. At least at that time, I enjoyed watching it. It was so entertaining. It was so light. It was so action-packed. It was fucking hilarious. However, whatever he tried to do with Justice League did not pan out as well. It was so bad. The CGI was terrible. I don't know what happened with that, but the CGI was so not believable. For a movie that was supposed to be more serious than the Avengers, where the Avengers was kind of silly... This was supposed to be more serious, but the CGI was way worse. And first of all, you knew none of the characters. You didn't know who Cyborg was, nor did you give a shit. You didn't know who the Flash was, nor did you give a shit. You knew who Wonder Woman was, but she was more of a fucking pussy 
I guess for lack of a better term, than she was in Wonder Woman. Because Wonder Woman was a really good movie. It was one of the better uh, comic book movies that I've seen in a long time. I gave it a solid four out of five stars for when I saw it at the time. I enjoyed the hell out of it in theaters. But the Diane, I believe that's who her, what her first name is, that was in Wonder Woman wasn't the one that showed up in Dawn of Justice or not even close to the one, the sad, pathetic Diane that showed up in Justice League. She was just, oh, my boyfriend this, my boyfriend that, my boyfriend the man I loved. It's like, yeah, he's dead. We get it. Whatever Zack Snyder and all the other, Patty, uh, Patty Jenkins, the director of Wonder Woman, did with Gal Gadot, Joss Whedon ruined. No fault of Gal Gadot, no fault of the character of Wonder Woman had everything to do with everything to do with Joss Whedon. He killed that character. And the whole Ben Affleck thing, I have no idea. Whatever. Your opinion of it. He was a big strong, he was he was a first of all, he was a formidable Batman, okay? Most of most Batmans have been, actually, with the exception of Clooney. Val Kilmer, I give a pass. He got screwed. Val Kilmer could have could have been a very good Batman. Um Clooney never had a shot. <laughs> But anyways, I'm rambling. What Joss Whedon did with the horrible jokes and the bad setting and the poor CGI, believe me, they had the whole budget behind them. They had over $200 million in production budget ready to go to make a huge movie, and it didn't pan out. The settings were garbage, and half the shit you saw in the trailer wasn't even in the fucking movie. So I don't know what Joss Whedon did, but he ruined it, and... That, that movie did not make a lot of money. As a matter of fact, I think it ended with a loss. So what they decided to do was there was a huge clamoring online to do a Snyder Cut. So the Snyder Cut was basically, let's take whatever Joss or whatever Zack Snyder was planning to do with Justice League and make a Snyder Cut. So Zack Snyder got reinvolved because he heard loud and clear. First of all, your reputation's on the line as a director. If you come out with a shit movie, the uh, especially nowadays, nowadays, uh, sounds like a friggin' Soundgarden movement. Nowadays, the publishing companies like Paramount and Warner Brothers and Disney, if you're making shitty products, forget it. You're a one-hit wonder. They're not gonna look at. They're not even gonna look at your look your way. I mean, it, right now to give somebody. A $100 million production budget, a $200 million production budget, you better have a couple winners under your belt. And right now, I don't even think the publishing companies are even, gonna give, are even going to give out that much money. I don't even know what they're doing right now, but forget it right now. But before then, there was a couple, there was a couple uh, thuds as far as movies that came out in the last five to seven years. I mean, some real clunkers. And Justice League was one of them. It was the worst movie I saw that year. So Snyder Cut, that one's being put together by Zack Snyder and Zack, Zack Snyder, and that will be available on HBO Max. I don't know how it's going to pan out. I don't know what you're going to see. I don't know if it's just a marketing ploy to get people to watch HBO Max. I have no idea. I would rather hope for the best because it was a shitty movie. And I know it was a shitty movie, be not because of the way it was shot, because I was a fan of 300. I was a fan of 300 Rise of an Empire. I, I'm a fan of Zack Snyder as far as the way he shoots movies. As far as if he's directing it, if Zack Snyder is direct, directing the movie, I'm going to like it to an extent. Like, I know he was also involved in Watchmen. I liked Watchmen. 
But there are other movies that were kind of shot like Zack Snyder's movies were shot. For example, uh, what was it? Not Kick-Ass. That one with all the chicks. Um, I don't know. Emily Browning was the star of it. Fucking terrible movie. Uh, it was like a women empowerment type of movie, but it was a garbage version of it. So that movie, I mean, Zack Snyder, I, if he's going to cut a movie, I'm, I'm curious. I'm interested in it. So I'm hoping that it'll be available on HBO Max, I think, in early 2021. Uh, and then you guys can go ahead and check that out. And then the Batman version of it, also the new Batman looks very dark, which it should be. It looks even darker than uh, than Christopher Nolan's version of it. Christopher Nolan's Batman was very... Well, first of all, Christian Bale on point. The Dark Knight, excellent. Uh, Batman Begins, probably one of the most perfect comic book movies you can get into that you could really start with. But The Dark Knight Rises was clunky. The set pieces were far too big. Things were kind of thrown together. Ultimately not believable. And ultimately kind of disappointing. But you just kind of went with it because you were just kind of hoping for a good conclusion. The last 10 minutes are excellent. But there's set pieces in there. They're just like, first of all, Christopher Nolan, one of his big weaknesses is he's very hit, he's very hit and miss when it comes to set pieces for fighting, for chore- fight choreography. It's too spread out. It's too slow. It's too predictable. Generally, the hero could get shot 47 times when Christopher Nolan's aiming it. And Christopher Nolan, for me, is very... Like, I loved Interstellar. Absolutely loved Interstellar. But I didn't like Dunkirk. Uh, I loved Batman Begins. Didn't really like uh, Dark Knight Rises. The Dark Knight, obviously, was a huge set piece because of the fact of, you know, what's-his-face dying and the continuation of the Dark Knight trilogy. But the Dark Knight was a fantastic movie. But Christopher Nolan is also very hit-and-miss as well. I didn't... First of all, was Dunkirk beautifully shot? Yes. But I just didn't care about the movie in general. So, um, is it going to rain? Oh, shit. Well, let's go ahead. If it starts raining, I'm going to have to book it out of here. And uh, I left my car roof up. Actually, should I do that right now? Nah, fuck it. Let's keep moving. Actually, let me go ahead and just check the weather forecast really quickly. This is one of those things where I'm going to have to see if I got to move some stuff right now. Weather forecast. Oh, shit. All right. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to hit pause. Woo! Okay, we're back. Oh, shit. Okay, wait, hold on. There we go. Sorry about that. <laughs> the skies got mean real quick. I mean, I just saw some stuff. And I was like, uh-oh, heard a little thunder, and shit got real. So, because, <laughs> I mean, I spent, usually I'll spend like a Saturday or a Sunday just kind of cleaning my car a little bit, making it look nice and shiny. There was a little bit of a scratch in the hood that kind of annoyed me, but that's okay. A little bit of wax can take care of that, no problem. But yeah, you can go out and check out the uh, go and check out the trailer for the new Snyder Cut. You can just go to YouTube or whatever and just type in Snyder Cut Justice League or Justice League Snyder Cut, and then also go check out the new trailer for The Batman, uh, starring Robert Pattinson. Uh, that should be also fuck. I don't know when that's gonna come out. Who the hell knows? It sucks when COVID. Um, I don't know when these theaters are gonna come back. You know, I have no idea when these theaters are gonna come back at all. But I know that the drive-throughs are doing pretty well right now. So I'm hoping that that becomes that's kind of a nice thing. I always love the nostalgia of going to a movie theater because I know a lot of comedians are doing drive-through comedy right now. I also know that uh, the drive-throughs just themselves, as far as entertainment venues, are doing pretty well right now. But it's still summertime. What the hell's gonna happen when the fall hits, or when? Well, not really when the fall hits, but when the snow starts to come, because people are perfectly okay with going like 
in like October or November, as long as the venue is open and you can just throw on a jacket. But I just, I don't know what's going to happen after that. I'm just, I don't know. I want people to be able, be able to at least go out and do stuff. And I don't know what's going to happen. So I'm just, I don't know, kind of concerned. But hopefully when this shit's all taken care of, hopefully, I don't know, I'm thinking the world's going to fucking collapse at this point. Hmm. But hope for brighter skies. That should be out sometime next year. All right. I want to get to this co- this one topic before we get out of here before the day. This is a big deal because I've been following it. Uh, I've been following this topic. This particular topic, for some reason, it gives me a hard on every time I, I hear about it. Every time I talk about it. It's the Cannonball Run. I keep repeating it, right? Okay, this Cannonball Run is basically the Red Ball Garage to uh, the coast of Los Angeles. So the coast of California. This is basically get from Midtown Manhattan to L.A. as quick as you can. So basically, illegal. It's an illegal, non-sanctioned race. Get there as fast as you can. Um, I've been talking about how one time a Mercedes, uh, Mercedes S, was an S class or CL, Mercedes CL did it in like 28 hours or 29 hours. Then an Audi did it. And then a Mustang did it. A Mustang did it. One guy did it. He rented a fucking Mustang, filled the tr- filled the uh, trunk full of like gas tanks, and did it all by himself. And he did it in like twenty six. He basically blew away every other time. Now the big argument is that everybody's doing it midst COVID. There was a couple runs that were done during COVID, so it was almost like uh, they were taking advantage of the situation. Which who cares at this point? It's the Cannonball Run. It's illegal. If you're caught doing it, because all these cannonball runners, they're doing between nine, they average between 90 and 100 miles per hour from, and they do it in insane times. You know, within one day, you're all the way across the country, 3,000 miles. It's nuts. It's been broken again. Because are you, at this point, are we running out of gimmicks on how to do it? I mean, it was cool to be, to have a Mercedes do it. It was cool to have an Audi do it. And then it was cool to have an American car do it. I mean, a Ford Mustang do the cannonball run and break the all-time record literally just a couple weeks or a couple months after the Audi did it. Well, it looks like uh, Audi has taken the crown again, but they did it very, very cleverly. And, you know, shout out to the New York Post for actually still being free to read because generally when you click on these links, it's like, subscribe here. This is for premium readers. It's like, well, all right, well, you can kiss my ass. Thank Christ for the New York Post. Uh, actually still being out there and free to read. So I'm going to go ahead and run this one. This one, their, first of all, their headline by Paula Froelich, fake cop car. Now we're breaking some rules. Fake cop car blast through Cannonball Run, New York City to LA record. Um, it's pretty clever because they just took like an Audi. The Audi A8 was the last Audi to do it. And Audi A8 is the largest sedan that Audi makes. There's the A4, the A6, and the A8. The eight, the new A6s, you pretty much, they're like, the standard one comes in a two-liter four-cylinder turbocharge, which is actually pretty small for your standard A6. A6s used to come stock with a six-cylinder engine. But because of, like, you know, regulations and stuff, they dropped it down to, like, a small two-liter turbo, which is, nowadays, the amount of horsepower it pumps out, it's fine. I mean, really, if you're going to move a mid-sized sedan, all you need is, like, a hundred and 180 horsepower to move it briskly from you know, from on-ramp to off-ramp. That's all you really need. Uh, and a two-liter turbo will do that plentifully. 
Uh, let's see. But this one, here's the here's the article. An Audi rigged to look like a cop car, so it's white, uh, blew through the Cannonball Run record, making the trip to Los Angeles to California. Los Angeles in to New York. Wait a minute. From Los Angeles to New York. Wait, he did it what? He did it backwards? I think he... Yeah, he wrote, they, she wrote it backwards. Does she know anything about the fucking, how this works? It starts in New York and ends in Los Angeles. That's how it works. Not the other way around. Unless they did it backwards, which I don't think, that's kind of, does that even make sense? No, it's got to be to LA. So, and right now, remember, LA is under quarantine. So if you leave, if you drive from New York City and end in LA, you've broken at least two quarantine laws right there. So you've number one, you've pissed off uh, Mayor De Blasio, who's a piece of shit, and then you've pissed off Mayor Eric Garcetti, who's also a piece of shit. So, congratulations! I'm a fan of first of all, I'm a can- fan of the Cannonball Record, the Cannonball Run, especially because it, f- it says "fuck you" to everybody. The Cannonball Run is basically a fuck you to any any set of standard rules or guidelines out there. Sometimes, regardless of health and wellness or life and safety. You just need a couple of people just to say, you know what, go fuck yourself and go straight punk. But driver Arn Toman and Doug Doug Tabbitt drove 2,800 miles in 27 hours and 25 minutes last November. So these guys have already done it. They just, So that was the last time they did it. Um, this time they did it in 25 hours and 39 minutes. The duo, let's see. Credit COVID-19 and their incognito wheels with their breakneck speed. The duo took advantage of much quieter roadways during lockdown to cross the country at speeds of 175 miles an hour? What? In a modif- 175 miles per hour? Okay, they were driving a 2016 Audi S6. So you have the A4, the A6, and the A8, and then you have the S4 and the S6 and the S8. The S models have a different suspension, Different and different drivetrain, different uh, and a different power plant. We're talking about different animals altogether. And then the duo took advantage of blah 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 uh, that looked like a Ford Taurus police interceptor from far away. So they refashioned his Audi with a 45 gallon trunk mounted fuel cell, reshaped front grille with a decoy badge similar to the front of the interceptor. So basically, they took a a Ford badge and stuck it on the front of the Audi and made it look like a cop car. That's Pretty clever. I have to admit, that's pretty clever. Uh, they reformed it, blah, 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 in front of an interceptor, and then interceptor, police interceptor, because when you buy a Ford Taurus or a uh, Chevy Impala or a Ford Crown Vic, they put there's a little badge that says police interceptor on the back, so interceptor. The man left the Red Ball Garage in New York City, the traditional cannonball starting point, at 6 p.m., so they could cover most of the Midwest in the dark. Makes sense. All right. Toman claims he and his driving partner managed to leave Manhattan in just four minutes and 30 seconds and stopped only five times to refuel, which took all of 31 minutes, the magazine reported. Uh, the Audi averaged a speed of 100 miles per hour. I remember when the, let's see, when the Mercedes did it, it was like around 94, between 94 and 96 miles per hour. That was when the Mercedes did it. Including, let's see, average speed of 100 miles per hour, including the fuel stops, and hit a high of 175 miles per hour. That's crazy. Uh, a network of scouts helped the team avoid police and road and track. That's re- well, reported from Road and Track. 
So yeah, the one guy I didn't the one guy who did it by his, himself in the Mustang, impressive to say the least. Uh, but let's see. In June, Fred Ashmore set a solo record of 25 hours and 55 minutes in a rented Ford Mustang GT stuffed with fuel tanks. So the solo record, I mean, I don't know if you're going to beat that anytime soon. Uh, what else? That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. So the question is, how are, is this going to happen again? How are you going to? Well, okay. So now we're starting to split hairs here. So the guy who did it in a rented Ford Mustang all by himself did it in 25 hours and 55 minutes. These guys did it in 25 hours and 39 minutes. So really, what's fives, one, so 16, an average a difference of 16 minutes. 16 minutes. That's what we're down to. So I, the question is, is it going to be broken again? What car is going to break it? How are you going to pull that off? How are you going to pull that off when you're approaching speeds at 100, number one, during COVID, number two, in a police center, in a fake police interceptor, and number three, approaching speeds of 175 miles per hour? How much more can you do without getting caught or getting into an accident? I mean, that's, first of all, kudos to you. I'm still impressed. I support it. I don't care. I don't care how illegal it is. I don't give a shit. We may never see this again. We don't, well, actually, maybe we will. Maybe we will. Depending upon if everything just really, if we go into a second lockdown, depending upon how other, lying, other outlying factors change the economy or change transportation, whatever it is, we could see something like this again, but I, I don't know how. I don't know how, but it's very, very curious to see uh, what's going to happen with this with this cannonball run. I mean, are they gonna are they gonna up the fine? Are are they gonna up like for example, if they deem if they find like they do for example, if you do a if you get pulled over for doing ninety five miles per hour or thirty over the speed limit or a certain amount over the speed limit, not only do you get a ticket, well, your ticket you do get a ticket, but it says must appear. And you get a must appear. Generally, you lose your license. If you do a certain mile number above the speed limit, it's an immediate arrest. They tow your car and they put you in handcuffs. Well, what if they decide that they look at the record and they see they check like surveillance tapes and they notice certain key things? What if they all of a sudden start to assume that maybe you are in the middle of doing a cannibal run? You get arrested. You do a cannibal. You're in. You're in the you get arrested in the middle of doing a cannonball run and the cops piece together from surveillance tapes that you are in the middle of a cannonball run. Do they change the punishment and have like a cannonball run law where if you are deemed guilty of doing of attempting the cannonball run that it's like a some type of class B felony or some shit? I mean, first of all, <laughs> that would only make people want to do it more. You know, forget it. Drugs are I mean, drugs are illegal and people continue to do them. What's gonna stop? What's gonna stop people from doing the cannonball run? People try to do. People specifically get cops. They go out of their way to have cops flip their lights so they can try to outrun them in sports cars, in supercars, and hypercars, in motorcycles. They do that all the time. What's p people love the thrill, and the more you keep tell people that they can't do something, the more they're gonna want to do it. So what's the fucking point? I mean, it's already illegal now. Why try to make it more illegal? 
because that's what people do because people are assholes. People are assholes and it's in our it's in our DNA to say no, we're not going to do that. There's the conformity gene and then there's the fuck you gene. And I feel like right now the fuck you gene is starting to come out a little bit more in society. But this cannibal run thing is so fascinating. It takes a lot of I mean, with the exception with the exception of the Ford Mustang guy, this takes a lot of planning. It's very daring and it's calculated with those stops, getting out of the car, refueling the tanks, how much you're refueling, trap points, what time you're leaving. It takes that's a lot of work and it's an investment. All that all that time, all that money, all that fuel, and all the risk involved. But congratulations to these guys for, number one, not just completing it, but completing it again, breaking the record. So basically, they break the cannonball record in a European car fitted to look like an American car. Very clever. Very clever. Uh, final note before we close up shop today regarding uh, an article on The Verge about, what is it called? Alt, what is it? Fake reality? 3D, what is it? The Oculus. What was that called? Not alternate reality. Whatever it is. I don't know. So these these um, glasses, you've heard of it, Oculus. It's a, Oh, virtual reality. VR headsets. So this is the thing that concerns me is what you're doing in VR headsets. First of all, privacy as far as what you do on a computer, what you're looking for, what you're buying, what, you're, what games you're playing, what you're liking, what you're disliking. That's one thing. You want to be able to at least shop in peace knowing that your information is not going out there completely. But Oculus is a different animal. Oculus, it's that's a weird beast right there because that's that's VR. That's virtual reality. It's in your face. It's kind of it's kind of like it's a real groundbreaking thing. I mean, 10 years ago it was really like interesting to see where it was going to go and now it's now the games are getting the the quality of the games, your reaction to the games, the vibrations, the it's just the it's really gone up in scale. But what's scary is now with Oculus is they're going to require all virtual reality headsets. You have to have a Facebook account. So in order to use your fit, in order to use an Oculus headset you have to have a Facebook account. So you have to be signed into Facebook. So you know what that means. If you are using your Oculus headset and you're playing a game or you're surfing the web or you're looking up porn or whatever you're doing with your Oculus headsets, for the record, I do not own a headset. I have a, well, excuse me, I have a headset where I can put my cell phone in it and then I can like fly a drone with it or whatever, but that's pretty much it. It's kind of borderline useless. Uh, because number one, when I fly a drone, I don't use my cell phone. I have a specific tablet that I use to fly my drone with. But to, for anything you... So basically, look at this. Anything that you do on your Oculus headset, Facebook knows about. Facebook can use all that data to do whatever it wants with it. And the problem is, is not what they use, how they market you, how they, how they use it to market you or use that data to sell to other companies. It's when the data gets leaked. And I don't say if, it's when. Look at it this way. Any company right now has been hacked. Every company, every credit card company has been hacked. Every social media company has been hacked. Every uh, one of our credit reporting agencies has already been hacked. Uh, what was it? Equifax or Experian? One of the two. Equifax, I think it was. 
had a massive uh, data breach. And Facebook has had tons. Facebook has threats every single day. And now you have to. First of all, you spend enough money on an Oculus, Oculus headset. Now you have to sign in and have a Facebook account before you start using it. How is this going to start applying to other uh, pieces that you use, other things that you use? Like if you have a smart TV, you turn it on, you have to log in. If you have a computer, do you have to log in? If you have a, a, a phone, what do you have to log into? Well, first of all, with smartphones, yeah, you generally have like a Google account. If you have an iPhone, you have an Apple account. Um, if you have a smartwatch, it's it's attached to something. If you have a smart speaker, what's that attached to? I'm a I'm against all of that. I don't. Number one, I don't wear smartwatches. Number two, I don't have a I don't have an act, any type of virtual reality headset. Number three, I don't use smart TVs, and I don't use smart speakers. Echoes, Alexas, uh, Series, Lenovo, uh, fucking smart assists. I don't use any of that stuff. It it there's not a lot of value in it because as far as pros versus cons, pros versus cons. There's it, there's not for me. There's not a lot of value in it. If you can't organize your own life, then you've got a then you've got a much bigger problem. You can't have Amazon organizing your own life. And I nowadays I go out of my way to not use Amazon. Out of my way. I don't remember the last time I actually purchased something from Amazon. I do a lot of purchasing on eBay. All my supplements I get through Vitamin World. And then I can still do all, a lot of other things as far as purchasing groceries or what have you. I have pulled back. I I am concerned that one day I'll, I won't be able to do something. I'm concerned about that. I have enough uh, online accounts when it comes to how I upload my podcasts, how I upload the videos how I use my social media, and what have you. But I don't have one. Another thing, too. I have three tablets, including my smartphone, that all run Android. All my, all my computers, every single computer that I now run has Windows 7. I no longer, the last computer I had that ran Windows 10 is dead. All the other computers run Windows 7. Why? Number one, I don't like I don't like Microsoft Edge anymore. They just killed off Internet Explorer. Uh, I don't like Google. I I only use Google Chrome to download certain things, but other than that, I don't use that anymore. I just kicked Firefox to the curb. I use Brave now and DuckDuckGo, and I don't trust Windows 10. Ultimately, it's too resource heavy. I don't like the way it's set up. Uh, it's private. It, it, it's it's a massive breach in privacy. It's got tons of fucking malware. And they say they say that like Microsoft Windows Seven is prone to data attacks. Well, what? The, well, shit. If they're urging everybody not to use it and to go upgrade to Windows Ten, why? I mean, that why wouldn't the hackers focus all their time on Windows Ten? That's what all the major companies are using. That's what all the current users are using. So they're gonna go after that. They're gonna target that. And most of my computers are off most of the time. So you only have limited amounts of time to get shit on my computer. I mean, granted, if you want, if a hacker wanted to get into my computer or anybody else's computer, they're getting in. They're getting in. Period. If they do, great. Good on you. I don't know what you're going to steal, but good luck to you. But I, I'm not for 
large companies like this owning shit and saying you have to do that. Why should you? Can't, why? How much money is enough? Well, apparently none. There's no such thing. They just want more. And Facebook, one thing, owning Oculus, okay, they make money off the purchases and uh, apps, in-app game purchases and all that other shit from owning Oculus. But then they get your data. They get your data from what you use in the headset, and then they could use that data to sell it and make money off that as well. Because it's never enough with these fucking companies. And that's how I own you. And that's how your privacy's breached. And that's why you shouldn't buy an Oculus headset. So, anyways, I'm in 34 minutes. I'm done for today. Uh, that last article was just, I wanted to let you know, FYI, whether I covered it properly or not, you should be aware of, this, of, the, of that. It's a warning. It's a warning. So, my advice to you is do 175 miles per hour in an Audi all the way across the United States and not buy an Oculus headset. You can find me on Instagram at positive underscore sarcasm. You can find me on Facebook.com slash POS sarcasm. You can also find me on TikTok at positive sarcasm. Hit me up on my uh, social medias. Hit me up on my YouTube channels, positive sarcasm and positive sarcasm podcast. And of course, if you have questions, concerns, comments, you can email me directly at positive sarcasm at outlook.com. Uh, thank you for all the comments and messages regarding last week's podcast. That was actually a lot of fun. I actually now have a time capsule of my mother, me, her and I sitting down for an hour and having a conversation. That, that's something that, that will always be there. That will always be there. And that's something to be thankful for. So you can go ahead and check that one out. You'll know it when you see it. But until then, uh, thank you for listening, watching, and subscribing. You can find me on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, which is going away, but you can still find me on the Google platforms. You can find me iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podcast Addict, Podca- PodBay, CastBox, anywhere where podcasts are available, also downloadable and streamable from PositiveSarcasm.com. More updates to come. But until then, if you have questions or concerns, anything, hit me up. And if you want to support the website, just go to PositiveSarcasm slash PositiveSarcasm.com slash donate. Anyways, this has been a Sunday Leftovers. I will talk to you all on Wednesday, recorded here from the Spare Parts Studio. This has been a Positive Sarcasm presentation.
go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate.